0: What's going on, everybody? It is yours truly, Mr. OKFA. Welcome back, ladies and germs, to episode number 24 of the World of Fandom podcast. It's a podcast about being a fan, and that's pretty much all we can really go into detail about. You guys know me. I'm Connor, a.k.o.k.fa, but it's been a hot minute, but we are back here. Well, this was supposed to be for the month of July, but obviously scheduling conflicts not really uh, working in our favor. But, of course, I am joined with my brother from another mother, Andrew. What is going on, Good sir.
1: Connor, you're gonna have to rename me. And oh, by the way, living the dream. But you're gonna have to re- <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have to rename me. Andrew spends money when he shouldn't because he doesn't have it. The main event.
0: Because <laughs> Andrew credit card debt. The main event.
1: You, I, I didn't tell you this on the pregame show.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay.
1: But do you want to hear how I spent my money in the past two days? <sighs>
0: All right, I'm going to take a little bit of a guess here because I think some of it was on action figures.
1: Oh, you just nailed it right on the head.
0: Wait, there was no more? It's just action figures?
1: Oh, well, I spent more on other stuff, but, I mean, I don't feel guilty about that. And this, I feel guilty about.
0: <laughs> okay, what do you feel guilty about?
1: Okay, so... well, oh, Okay, so anyways, fantastic news. I have a job, right? And my <laughs> job is...
0: That's not your, that's not your excuse. So,
1: so, my job is right next to a Target. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the equivalent <laughs> of an alcoholic working in a bar. Like, Target is one of my weak points. So, I go there every lunch, and I just walk around, and I, I peruse the aisles, and maybe I'll buy something, and there are yeah, a, maybe. Fresh batch, a fresh batch of AEW figures. Bro, they had everything. MJF, they had the Swagster, they had everything, right? But I had to get myself. Le champion, the the the, the man, the myth, legend himself, Chris Jericho, was a fucking beautiful figure. It had the the AEW championship kind of angled on his chest, and you know how he kind of fucking wears it like really weird, yep. like that, yeah, like kind of like war from Star Trek. And um, I got <laughs> it, and and first I didn't feel guilty. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm keeping this. I'm gonna keep it in box. I called up. Uh, I called up John, and he's like, Yo, bro, I need you to take MJF. And I need you to take the swag set, and I need you to hide them so I can get them later. So, of course, I did that for him. So, anyways, today, I'm going to go out to get cat food, and I went to a different (laughs) Target. I went to the one close to our house. Uh It's too close to our house, right? And I went to the one a little bit further off. And I go through the aisles, and I see the ultimate edition of Stone Cold Steve Austin. (laughs) This thing is beautiful, dude. It's got the vest. It's got him uh pointing i guess he can't do middle fingers so they have him pointing they have the blue the blue strap for the uh the wing eagle it, it's oh gorgeous. yeah
0: the the one that, he, that Vince like presented to him in the yes. ring when he was wearing a tie yeah yeah
1: so i got that one and that was 30 bucks so i'm like you know what it's fine but you know i i i made a mistake <laughs> i went online because i'm thinking to myself well I'll, you know i don't get many wrestling figures unless it's the rock i'll get hogan right. i'll get right. flair I'll get Austin and maybe I'll turn a profit and sell Austin later. It's already up like twenty bucks for a markup price. But I realized that the new rock figure for the Ultimate Edition comes out and this is the one when he had the new title when he fought against Cena at WrestleMania. And it's gorgeous. And it's sixty bucks already online. I went to ebay, I went to Amazon, eventually I went to Ringside Collectibles where I found it for thirty four dollars, right? <laughs> And, uh-huh. you know, your your boys got to get that protective cover on the box. We your your wife doesn't it. listen to
0: this show, does she?
1: She's upstairs. She's probably sleeping. Okay. So, anyways, <laughs> your, your boys got to get the, that.
0: It doesn't answer the question, but all right.
1: Your your you boys gotta your boys gotta get that protective cover on it. And uh-huh. shipping, it came came yeah. out to about four, it came out to about forty nine dollars. So <sighs> I'm a little ashamed. And listen, before I did that, I I was going to make the worst decision. Okay. No one knows any of these people. I'm I'm wasting time. But uh-huh, here we go. I uh-huh, gotta tell the uh-huh, story. Yeah. I called John, and I I don't get John because I was gonna ask him if I should do it. But then I called him up, and why, then why? he called me back. Why?
0: Because, why him?
1: because John, John, you you know John like he yeah, loves yeah, figures I, for a living. So I, he would have told me if it was worth buying it now or wait till later. Uh-huh. Uh, so anyways, he called back up, and I told them the story. He's like, uh huh, uh huh. Yeah, dude, that's that's a lot of money, man. That's a lot. I'm like, do you think? He's like. Well, you bought it, right? I'm
0: like, well,
1: yeah, I eventually convinced myself. Do you think that would have been a good idea? And he just deadass, deadass on the phone just goes, bro, whether it's a good idea or a bad idea, I would have bought it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's that's Uh, definitely a Johnism. That's that's for sure, Um, man. No, no shame, no shame. But anyway, we got, a lo- we got a lot of things to catch up with you guys about. It's been a month, and if you guys missed the last month episode, make sure you guys go check it back on Anchor.fm. We're also, of course, on all your favorite podcasting platforms, whether it be Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you guys want to listen to us from. And uh, last month, we kind of gave you guys the heads up that because of our scheduling and whatnot, we're actually going to space these episodes out to be more around once a month. We figured it'd be easier for us to kind of talk about and catch up on topics and, you know, latest episodes or, or reviews of movies and stuff, and uh, Boy, howdy. Um, There is quite a lot to catch up on. Um, But but of course, if you guys haven't followed us on social media, make sure you follow us at pod fandom because we always love hearing your guys' feedback and also hearing if you guys have any suggestions on, you know, other things that we might miss or talk about. In future episodes, and of course, you get shout-outs, too. Plus, we also do our fantasy fight, which I'll be honest with you was totally one-sided in this <laughs> this month. I checked the poll oh, right before we got I on. Yet.
1: What was the fantasy fight?
0: It was Thor versus uh, Ultimate Instinct Goku, hmm? or Ultra. I'm sorry, Ultra Instinct Goku. Excuse me. Ultimate. And it was Jesus. Thor
1: that would have won, right?
0: Thor has cleared the ranking, <laughs> and, and it's a hundred to zero. Uh, well,
1: that's just the thing. It's like I said, dude. Anime, the way anime displays how fights go are not like it's. it's,
0: Especially Dragon Ball. Especially Dragon Ball.
1: Yo, you know what? I've started watching. Yo, side note.
0: yeah So obviously,
1: I finished JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and I I I had to move on to a new anime, and it took me like a month to decide which one. But bro, I have been injecting into my vein with a dirty needle. My Hero Academia. (laughs) Like nobody's been. Yeah, it's good. I
0: I haven't watched the whole thing, but I've seen I've seen a good I've seen a chunk of it, and it's it's very good.
1: Oh, it's fantastic! It does everything that's uh, it does what comic books should be doing right now, and they're not. It's just its such a good, such a good
0: anime. But fun fun fact: you know there is a Japanese anime version of the Avengers where, and I shit you not on this, it's kids but they transform into the Avengers using, like, a, like almost like a Power Morpher from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers.
1: Dude, is this shit on Netflix? Because I think I saw it.
0: Um, I don't know if it's on Netflix, but I've oh, seen some YouTube clips of it. You know what I saw on
1: Netflix? It. You know what really throws me off on Netflix is they do shows <laughs> like the Superhero Girls, where it's, like, yeah, 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 one yeah, the animated... But, but they had one of the Avengers where they're all in, like, high school, and they're, like, 15 years old, and Tony Stark's, like... I don't know
0: it's, yeah it's, I saw that I, I it was like I mean come on like geez like I know they're like I know it's Disney and they're gonna milk the franchise but good Lord
1: yeah um, but
0: yeah so we have a lot to talk about. We and sure do um, I was gonna say you're gonna do your hot takes first?
1: Well I figured we do the hot takes and then we're probably gonna go into wrestling and then Marvel then DC and everything else. I figured cool. I could probably hit a lot of my hot takes real quickly before out of the way. Floor
0: okay. is yours, senor.
1: I have no hot takes. I'm
0: just kidding. <laughs> I was going to say, like, damn it, I wasted so much money on Fiverr getting you a special intro. It's like, I got nothing this week.
1: <laughs> okay, so hot takes. I talked to you about this a little bit beforehand. Uh, this is for the Beast War fans out there. They just premiered on Netflix, oh, yeah. Transformers Kingdom, which is a continuation of their Netflix series. I'm, watched, I'm afraid of this. Well, I watched the whole thing. Right, and um, what I will say is this: is that Connor, you, if you can disconnect yourself from the original Beast Wars, um, you, you, you would enjoy it. Uh, the most jarring thing is is that it is the same Beast War characters, but a different story. Like, let me give you an example. Uh, there were two hundred Maximals and two hundred Predacons, and good Lord. Got, yeah, Dinobot never turned to the side of good, so he's still a Predacon. The only Predacons that are left are Dinobot, Blackarachnia, Scorpinox and Megatron. The only Autobots, I mean Maximals, left are Primal, Cheetor, Tigatron, Razor, Rhinox, and Trap. So basically, the majority of them. But, right. the, the, and, you know, it's telling an interesting story, because Optimus Prime, the original Optimus Prime, fucked up time. That's why the Beast Wars are different. So the Autobots have to work with the Maximals, and the Decepticons have to work with the Predacons. I'm getting too far into the details. Here's the thing. It's fun to watch because it's a different take. They do their own thing with Dinobot that's kind of like a Code of Hero thing, which is really cool. Yeah, okay. And they, they, they do, like, some interesting stuff. But the fucking voices, dude, they are nothing like what they were. The only characters that sound like they were beforehand yeah. were Black Arachnia, which I think they got the same voice actor, and, like, I think Trap. Megatron sounds like Scorpinox from the original beast wars. And get this. Beast Wars Weird. Megatron, the Beast Wars Megatron is a fucking pussy. He is a <laughs>
0: oh, man. He's
1: a he's a fanboy of the original Megatron. He doesn't even say yes all the time. He just he just fucking and dude. I mean,
0: uh, we we knew, we knew oh, that it wasn't going to be we knew it wasn't going to be the same and we knew they weren't going to do what Bro,
1: it's the difference between Goldberg and Gilberg.
0: That is oh, what it is. wow. And then I mean, I can't say I'm surprised either.
1: No, but Optimus Primal is also fucking different, too. Instead of being cool, collective, calm individual, he just wants to fucking tear everything apart. But on a whole, it's a pretty good show. Uh, I recommend watching it if you can separate yourself from the original Beast Wars.
0: I mean, we said it ourselves, too, that the original Beast Wars was such a its own little niche thing, and that's, I think, one of the reasons it worked so well is because it was its own niche thing that had just enough of the original stuff to, like, hoist it up, if that makes sense, that they, they they were able to balance out, in my opinion, they were able to balance out, like, okay, yes, are we relying on some of the OG stuff? Absolutely. But not to the detriment of the main story and the character developments, for the most part.
1: I think the thing that really stands out with Beast Wars is, like, you always think about, like, in your fictional media, how you would want to always have your characters come back. But Beast Wars is one of those few fictional medias where, like, I would never want to bring Dinobot back to life or Tigatron or or Tarantulas or any of those characters because the way that they died had weight or significance to them or it was just the fitting ending for the character. Like, that's why it's kind of tough to watch a show. At first, because you're like, well, Dinobot had his complete story. Do we need to really have him be in another one? But yeah. on a whole, it's okay. Well,
0: it's- the, I mean, we kind of we kind of previewed this before, where it's like, and I'm starting to do this now with 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 wrestling stuff. Now having like taken the giant step back that I have, and I'm trying to do this with the shows, like you know, like we talked about this a little bit more with like Rick and Morty and and a lot of things. I'm trying. I've learned from WandaVision that I need to temper my expectations a bit as far as media and my consumption slash review of it because, you know, WandaVision was a big eye-opening thing where it's like a lot of people were, like, pointing, like, oh, man, it's going to be this big thing, and then, like, nothing came of it, which we're going to talk about Loki, by the way, in this one, So that we'll, and uh, I believe we're also going to cover Black Widow, so heads up yeah. that we will give you guys spoiler warnings before we get into shows and movies that um in case you guys haven't seen them yet but but any case but my point is is that like you know when you said like oh they're gonna introduce like the beast wars characters into into a different transformer series i figured they were gonna like okay they'll probably get the same like they'll probably bring the popular characters they might have the same personality traits they may not um i think they're just more doing it of oh look it's a different type of transformer you know what i mean and that's really like the uniqueness level of it, rather than investing in like, oh, these are totally different types of characters. Then this person has this ki- personality trait. You know what I mean? Like, that's the beauty of the Beast Wars original thing was that it took the time to breathe and flesh out each, almost each individual Predacon and Maximal. And when you told yeah. me about the series, I'm like, they're probably not going to do that. They're probably just going to like, okay, cool. There's oh, 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 a different Megatron, oh, a different Optimus, and then like insert other popular characters here you know
1: mm-hmm. yeah agreed totally agree yeah um so give it a watch it's only six episodes you can in the 20 minutes each you can crush oh, it okay easily in a day um next thing is we talked about it i'm going to quickly give you a quick one minute review my favorite game legend of zelda skyward sword has come out the hd yes. version yes, yes yes it is beautiful as always It has some quality of life improvements, but I will say this, is that as good as they did with incorporating the controls in a traditional controller, and Mm -hmm. it is functional, it Mm -hmm. is like nowhere near as good as using the Wii remote or using the the Joy-Cons, right? It's like, this is how I would say this, right? It's like masturbating with your left hand. You can do it. <laughs> Eventually, you'll get the result you want. But
0: uh, uh-huh. I'm telling
1: you, it's just not the same.
0: Yeah, Especially if you don't have the strap loop through your wrist. Oh,
1: yeah, no shit. Oh, um, that, that fucking penis clamp. So,
0: oh, is, it, is, it just a, is, is it a remaster or a remake? Because there is a difference.
1: So it's a remaster. So, it's the same okay, game. Okay, so through and through. it's
0: cosmetically just upgraded.
1: Yeah, the graphics are upgraded. Um, and they did some quality of life improvements. Some of which people are pissed off because they hide behind a paywall with an amiibo but i mean it is what it is on a whole though it's it's skyward sword i love the game and although i think i prefer the wii one more this is still really good
0: is it like um how do i put this because i was never really big into the into the zelda games as much as you obviously but like I played the Mario remake, the trilogy they did, and yeah. I love Mario Galaxy. Mario Galaxy is actually one of my favorite Mario games. And yeah. while I... Have you played it on the Switch? Yeah. I've okay. played
1: every, every Mario game in every way, shape, or form.
0: Even, so, well, no, even, illegal, mean,
1: ones.
0: even <laughs> illegal ones. Even illegal ones. Like Cat Mario? Yeah. So, <laughs> Oh, God, that one's fun. No, but, like, I enjoyed it on the Switch, but it's obviously more... It's 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 a more better experience, a much better experience. That's that's English for me. Much better experience doing it through the Wii because there's obviously certain motions and things that make it a oh, smooth. Is that is that kind of like the same idea?
1: Yeah, I mean this was to be expected when you have a a video game system which a, has a certain control system with the Wii remote and the motion, and those games are kind of hardwired to that system. I don't know what the next game is system is going to be for Nintendo if they're going to do a Switch Plus or. Uh, Switch advanced, but if it does not have the ability to do motion control, which mm-hmm. a Switch does, that mm-hmm. means we won't be seeing Galaxy or Skyward Sword or any of those games, again, because they're going to be stuck to... I mean, I guess I don't, you can.
0: I, I guess don't think can, they will. They did,
1: well, I, I don't know. Like, you... I mean, you've seen it here. Technically, they could do a traditional control of Skyward yeah. Sword it's
0: just it's not the same it's, it's no 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 i i i get you on that what i'm saying is is that, like nintendo's big thing we i think we talked about this before on video games uh like nintendo's thing is like they always like i'm getting ahead of myself in terms of my talking here but what my point is is uh when you look at the console wars between playstation xbox and nintendo nintendo's kind of its own bubble and it's not necessarily in a bad way but for the the, the reason is because while Xbox and PlayStation kind of head to head in terms of like graphics and and sometimes exclusives, Nintendo kinda of has its own thing going for itself. And for a while the biggest thing they had was is that they would have some sort of leg up in like a unique factor in their console, but they also were kicking ass with handheld. They you couldn't right. touch anything else handheld wise. So now they've combined the, the best of both worlds and I don't think they're gonna veer away from that. Like that, maybe they might make like a switch th- two or three that is radically different. But I think the core basis of a game console that you can use at home and on the go. I don't think they're gonna veer away from it because, like, the Wii U was kind of like like, <laughs> like the 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 test run for the Switch. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I don't see them going away from, in my opinion anyway, going away hardcore from the Switch's model because I think I think the Switch is one of the best systems they've ever made, if not, well, I wouldn't say the best, but definitely one of the best in terms of just its functionality.
1: Ooh. I, I mean, I posted up a poll on my fucking Twitter, and I would say if, we, if we're if we not counting handhelds, right, if we're yep. not counting the 3DS and the Advance and all that stuff, the best systems Nintendo's ever pulled out is the Super Nintendo, the GameCube. The switch, and oh, maybe the N sixty four, maybe the Wii. It, it's kind of a tie between those two. But whatever. I mean, we could go on this for forever. Forever. You know we have a lot you, of you, topics.
0: You know what? Let's let's throw it up to. Uh, let's throw it up on the on the on the tweets. So I'm going to post it right oh. now on Twitter. If so, if you follow what us four, at,
1: What for? are we going to do?
0: Well, it's not going to be any for. We're going to say, hey, you choose what Nintendo system you think uh, is best, console or otherwise. We're going to leave it open ended. Okay. Let the people decide. God, when you type in Nintendo gifts, there's a lot of weird ones. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm serious. Just, just the word Nintendo is just very... So I'll stick with the um, the rocking out uh, Mario. All right. Hot take. Sorry. Continue. Okay.
1: I only have two more, I think. So let's get through this. <laughs> yeah. Um Dragon Ball. So we mm-hmm. got two, two interesting developments with Dragon Ball. First, big one. There's a new Dragon Ball Super movie coming out called Dragon Ball Super Hit. Dragon Ball Super Superheroes, so interesting. It's going to be a time jump because Pan is now probably around five or six years old, and we get basically nothing else known about this except for one important detail. We finally get to see Piccolo's house.
0: (laughs) I love that's what you get.
1: (laughs) This motherfucker I thought lived in a bush or something. Apparently he has a house (laughs) with a mailbox.
0: Uh, I know a couple nice quarries. Why are you asking me? You know why.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we got a new movie coming out. There's not much details, but hey, that's great. And I think everyone knows Vegeta has a new form, which has not been yep. given a name or a color palette yet, but basically he is getting his own version, or at least a adjacent equivalent to Ultra Instinct using, and I'm not saying it's like Ultra Instinct, I'm saying like Goku's getting his power-up, which is Ultra Instinct, Vegeta is a god of destruction form, which looks like a mix of Super Saiyan grade 2, which I think was Super Vegeta, and Super Saiyan 3. He has no eyebrows, he kind of has that forehead, but he's a little bit more jacked. And it looks pretty cool. And the cool thing about the form, right, dude? This is the thing. As powerful as it could be, what's interesting is when he transformed into it, it completely healed all its wounds. It sensor beamed him. So if this has some kind of healing mechanic to it, dude, it could be a broken form.
0: Sense-a-bean. So uh, so yeah. to Bean, Vegeta. Vegeta. Bean, Vegeta. Vegeta, Vegeta, it's Vegeta, tough. Go <laughs> Snappa. <laughs> Go Snappa.
1: Hey, I have a question. Did the guy that did the voice for Nappa in Team Four Star was he in the Broly movie as Broly's father?
0: He, oh, in the actual actual one. Let's let's find out. Yeah. Um, What, what was because it? Dragon Ball Super Broly. So
1: much, yeah, he sounds so much like Team Four Star's Nappa. Because then um, some of them start doing, like, video games for a fucking...
0: Well, do you know how they remastered the Boo Saga? Uh-huh. If you listen to... You know the scene where they're all at the tournament, and they're like, oh, let's let's show out this, pre, like, this trailer for a movie where it shows Hercule beating Cell? And yeah. they all have, like, the big, like, Mardi Gras hats on? Oh,
1: is that Team Force? That's what? them. No shit.
0: So for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, um, or it may be for Andrew too, in in the boo saga when they all gather together I think it's right before the junior tournament starts they show this like movie trailer for in in Dragon Ball a movie trailer for like oh watch how the watch the reenacted story of mr. Satan beating cell and it's done by like these like you know character actors but they have like these jumbo like Mardi Gras heads on them uh, the entire voice cast in that like trailer is everybody from team four star because um, they wanted to put them in there okay let's see um voice cast um english let's see what's the name of his dad again oh paragas oh, no nope that is damian clark damian fuck man it Damion. sounds
1: like him it definitely <laughs> sounds
0: like him shout out to uh chris arnott aka takata 101 who uh really cool guy i've talked to him on social media a bunch of times but no that is not him
1: okay well a lot of good Dragon Ball stuff coming out, so keep your eyes peeled, everyone. The manga is heating up. Is Dragon, really dragon, hot yeah. to dragon, 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 ball, dragon ball Z. Z. Dude, fucking great song. Uh, last thing, and I got I some mini hot take. I guess I we'll call it a new guam take. Last thing, though, is, Connor, what is one of the things we loved doing when we were growing up as teenagers? Scratch at There was a lot of things, video games, wrestling, but we loved card games, right? Whether it be the magic or Uh the Yu-Gi-Oh's, right? Yeah.
0: Why'd you put so much emphasis on Yu-Gi-Oh's?
1: Well, I mean... (laughs) It
0: sounds like a breakfast cereal.
1: It sounds like a parent talking to the kids, like, you and your Pokemans, your (laughs) Yu-Gi-Oh's.
0: But the way you're like, (laughs) make sure you finish your bowl of (laughs) Yu-Gi-Oh's.
1: But, um, but... As you know, the the main card game that I've been collecting has been Pokemon, and I have gotten into the Dragon Ball card game. But most importantly, I think the hottest and most interesting card game that's come out in the past year, even with COVID, is the new Digimon card game. So you're probably wondering, why the fuck are you bringing this up?
0: (laughs) Yes, Digimon
1: has been successful enough. They have five starter decks, which is really cool. Their starter decks only use exclusive cards, so you can't get the cards in the main set. They have five star decks with two on the way, and they just announced their seventh, um, seventh series, or seventh wave, or seventh set. So they have seven sets so far, which is fantastic. And the fifth set is due to come out in America in August. And dude, you gotta get a pre-release on this if you guys want to get into a fantastic card game. You gotta pre-release this one. Guess what the title of it is called?
0: Digimon. Digimon.
1: I mean, dude, you put no effort <laughs> in there. Okay. I don't the know, title uh, is know.
0: Internet Digi called, World.
1: Yeah, no, no. It's called the Battle of Omni. It is a Omni Mon centred set. There's like five Omni Mons in it, as well as support cards and a bunch of new stuff. It looks to be good. The reason why I'm bringing it up is you know that other thing I told you I I spent money on. I didn't feel guilty about. Yeah. This is it. I bought a box, right? <laughs> I bought a box. Yeah. Uh, the last of my unemployment money went to Digimon. I bought a box, um, and everyone should go do it now because the pre-releases are going fast, and not just that, they're going for expensive amounts. So in my opinion, you hmm. shouldn't spend more than $90 or so, $9,200 on a box, because if you do the math out, 24 packs, four ninety nine 99 in each, or 3 right. $3.99 each, it each, it, it balances out. These things are starting to go for now 100 to 130. So find a good seller. You can go on eBay. It's 130. I'm uh, not eBay. Uh, Amazon 130 there. But if you go on eBay, you can probably get it for less. or bid for them. Get them, people. Digimon is turning out to be a humongous fucking game. And once the rankings come out, I can see it being a top five, possibly top three. It could possibly be more popular than Yu-Gi-Oh. It's that good. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I mean, that's that's a fair statement, because I don't think Yu-Gi-Oh! is that popular anymore right now. Oh, um, no, it
1: definitely is. They just released the top ten. Yu-Gi- the the top three is always the same. Pokemon, Magic, Yu-Gi-Oh! Usually in that huh. order, Pokemon number one. Sometimes Key Forge gets put in there, sometimes yeah. Dragon Ball gets in there, but it's usually those three. I was surprised, dude. Yu-Gi-Oh! still has a massive fucking following.
0: Hmm, surprised. Maybe we should... Yeah. Uh, maybe we should still t- talk about what we were talking about before and start our own.
1: Well, I mean, we should. Everything I, dude, is so
0: le- says, is <laughs> Mystic Knights of Tiranog.
1: Oh, yeah, baby. We got to make sure that that that's, uh, that's fucking possible cuz we sh- dude, <clears throat> I've been thinking about this. Maybe <laughs> I love we should how talk about
0: got, I think I just lit a fuse on how excited you just got.
1: Well, I've been thinking about this since we talked about it over dinner about a uh-huh. making game. Uh-huh. I think of so many characters, mm-hmm. but dude, Imagine if Mystic Knights of Tyrano was in the public domain. We could have them be special cards. That'd be fucking amazing.
0: You know what? Hold but on. I don't
1: think it, I don't think it's in the public domain. I, I, I think I think it's I think Disney currently has it, or Fox wanted to.
0: How to find out if something is in the public domain. Let's find oh out.
1: God. Welcome to the World of Fandom Podcast, where you come to hear about wrestling and Loki and, and Black Widow, but instead we're doing Mystic Knights of Tyrano.
0: Yep, that's our show.
1: All
0: right, let's see. Um, in the meantime, uh, any other hot takes?
1: Oh, yeah, small minor one. Uh, new manga that I've been reading. It's a it's a Korean a Korean manga based off a book series. It's called the uh, the beginning after the end. Uh, if anyone is looking for a new manga to read, this is one of them. I won't go too much about the story, but basically. It's about a king who dies and comes back to life on another world in a new body with all his previous memories. And he goes through life basically having the memories of his previous... It's a fucking great book. Uh, my hairdresser... Uh, my hairdresser, dude. Fuck. My barber. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. My barber. Oh, my God. My barber is big into... Uh, uh, he's Korean, so he reads a lot of Korean manga. It's like his stick, and he got me into it. And, dude, it is on... Fucking point. So it's called the beginning after the end. Hey, you guys can read it, is it's great shit.
0: So I have some bad news unfortunately. Who has it? Uh oh, wait a minute, maybe not, maybe not. Mm. I believe it's gonna well, announce people. We're hold gonna on, make a mistake. Hold nice on. Game. So I believe I believe Hiam Saban produced it. So Saban Entertainment owns it. So the question whether or not is that, do they own it outright or does Disney own it? It's one of the two.
1: Well, he sold everything to Disney, but I think he bought it back. And now, uh, what's it called? Hasbro has all the properties. So Hasbro would probably have it.
0: Hasbro, we'd like to make a deal with you. And hey, (laughs) our ideas for toys. Hasbro,
1: know that property you're not using. (laughs) You probably don't don't know that you have.
0: What? <laughs> exactly. um you know, by the
1: way, that princess from the show, she aged gracefully, bro. She is she's uh she's pretty hot. Let me just say uh, she should it have it been out. the mystic knight of fire because her fire from within is really All right, all
0: right, all right, all right, all right. Let's let's okay. let's let's temper our expectations here. This is a profession No, it's not oh, no. anyway, um let's move on. <laughs> so you go on We're the hot take? Yeah, let's do the wrestling. It. I think the big thing for wrestling really is um uh, the big thing, obviously, that happened last week is there was a massive uh, release. This actually just happened uh, two days ago. We're recording this on August the first, and on Friday, uh, it was announced that Bray Wyatt had been released by WWE. Uh, now WWE, we've talked about this a couple of times with WWE in terms of uh, you know, it's actually the big thing that we've been talking about lately is there has been the releases. Um, and without getting too much into it, I actually want to hear Andrew's thoughts on this first before we get in. Before I get my thoughts into it, and I'm trying to keep it brief because there's a lot of WWE news.
1: Well, my thoughts are also a lot of speculation too. What I will say is this: is that Meltzer reported that I guess WWE's reason was budget cut, which is bullshit. I think Meltzer's reason was apparently they planned for him to job again, and he just wasn't happy with his creative stuff, so they part ways. I don't know what the reason is. Frankly, I don't care. I think it is a loss for the WWE to do this. Because as far as I know, like if you have a masked character, let's just say Kane, and you you fire Glenn Jacobs, technically you can still have Kane. You can just put another wrestler behind the mask, in theory, right? Don't the clown is a good example of it. But I'm pretty sure... Yeah, because fake Diesel
0: and fake uh, Razor went over so well.
1: Yeah, but that's different. They weren't masked characters. But you get what I'm saying, right? But I'm, I'm pretty sure that Bray Wyatt has the rights for The Fiend, kind of like how The Rock has the rights in the name of The Rock. So if he went to AEW, he could bring The Fiend there, too. So I think WWE is clearly... something's going on, right? They're, they're, Bray Wyatt may not be the best wrestler. I'm not saying he's bad. He's good, right? I would say he's an above-average wrestler. But his creative mind and his ability to create a character and story and to create the psychology is better than anyone else in wrestling right now. So the fact that they would get rid of him, I think, is the first big loss that WWE has done that I have raised my eyebrow with. Right, Daniel Bryan leaving sucks, but right, you know, they they basically milked him for what he's worth. Let right. him go to AEW. Fucking Braun Strowman, like. It's not like he was doing anything anyways. He, he only got to his spot because fucking Roman had to, like, MIA for a while. So, fuck it, he can go. That's fine, right? CM, even if CM Punk came back and fucking went to AEW, that's fine. But I think this is the first loss that they have let happen that I think was a bad decision. Now, I don't know if it's going to bite them in the ass or not, because... I don't know where Bray would go, right? I, I think AEW would definitely be a place. I think that's. Uh, I think Tony Khan would definitely give him the money that he would want for it. But I, I just, I, I don't know, dude. I, I'm, I'm a little disappointed.
0: Um, I can't say that like Bray. I can't sit here and say like, oh, he was the biggest rating drawer, you know, in WWE in in the in the in the time he was there. What I will say though is that he both times on his emergence of his characters, both the Bray Wyatt character with like Harper and Rowan, like that first like couple of months where he was like like we first came in, and then the Fiend for like the first I'd say like actually same time like six months. Hottest fucking thing in the company, Hot, like, the, like the the biggest, the most popular thing in the company, gimmick wise. Yep. You're right. You you you're not gonna get a five star match out of him, but that's not the point. The point is that he had unique characters, and when you gave him creative freedom, sky's the limit. Um, once again, they, the company, dropped the ball on him. Pure and simple. Um. I heard the same things as far as the reason behind release. Uh, honestly, uh, if it's Wyatt real asking for his release, I completely understand. Uh, in fact, he hinted that his last promo that he did, which was a Firefly Funhouse episode right after WrestleMania, if you go back and listen to it, it kind of there's a couple of phrases that he said that hints at maybe that I, he might be going. Yeah. Um, that being said, you look at the list of the of the releases that WWE has had in the last two years, right? So you're looking at tw- 2000, uh, 2020 and this year, and there are some shocking ones that are like well, not shocking, but like you're like, oh man, that really bummer. It's like, oh, they could have done so much with X, this person, you know. And I could list a bunch. of them. We talked like Alistair Black, you know, Andrade almost got released, blah 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 blah, Rusev. But I think the one of like that has the most like, man, you guys really fucked up letting this person go is 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 bray i mean the i don't know if i mentioned this to you in a tirade before but the biggest mistake they made with the fiend was giving him the title they should have never have given him the championship um because that that character yeah that character does not need that title no you you give the title to somebody who you're trying to create as like a top star or the brand or the face of the company and that is not what the fiend is there for. That's not what the fiend is meant to do, it, it, especially when they first booked him in. But anyway, I'm getting into semantics. Point is, is that it's, it's a, it's, it's, I'm like, man, they are, that is, that is probably their biggest blunder if they, if they made the decision to let him go. Now. I don't know if he owns the 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 I don't know if he owns the copyrights of the fiend. If he does, he might own similarities to it, but as far as like the mask itself, I don't know. I don't know if WB has the the ownership that if he does. I mean either way, he's going to be fine no matter where he goes. He's yeah. going to get over no matter where he goes. I hope it's not AEW.
1: I agree, but I think for a different reason than you have, which is Well, I have a fear that A it hasn't happened yet, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I have a fear that AEW is scooping up as much of WWE's leftover talent, and I say that with nothing but respect, right? Yep. But they're scooping up all these talents, and I have an immense fear that one of two things are going to happen. Number one, that they're going to get subpar wrestlers at WWE, because WWE didn't want these wrestlers for whatever reason. Like, it doesn't hurt WWE that Braun is going to AEW, if he did, right? It's, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, but it doesn't hurt them. But more importantly, number two, it's like, I'm afraid that the WCW effect is going to happen. Tony Khan's going to go, hey, CM Punk, I'll give you seven figures. You have total creative control. You can do whatever you want. Just come here. And then, fucking, we got another Hogan, right? You know, call him matches and do whatever he wants. I love yeah. Hulk Hogan. I love yep. Hulk Hogan, but in WCW, he was a monster, and he did big questionable stuff, and I'm just afraid that that's going to happen. What is the main event scene going to be like? Because this is the thing, dude. I've been watching the history of TNA, mm-hmm. and I never really watched TNA back in the day that mm-hmm. much because mm-hmm. I was too much of a WWE fanboy. But what I will say is this. is When was TNA good? When it was Samoa Joe, when it was AJ Styles, and I guess when Kurt Angle was in there, right? It was when it was the young bucks who kind of carried the show. When did it get shitty? When Bishop showed up. When Russo <laughs> showed up. Uh, yeah. uh, Russo, Russo. When Hogan showed up. When yep. Sting start to be a little bit too more, uh, yep. too much. Like Ric Flair that's, showed that's up. That's that's happening
0: like, now. That's happening right yeah. now because you look at. Go look on AEW's roster page, and this is actually a good transition into kind of talking to AEW a little bit, but go look at their page, right? And you'll see that, like, look at the the last three signings they had, right? The last three signings they had is Rusev, um, Christian Cage, and— I'm sorry, excuse me, not Rusev, Mark Henry, Big Show, and Christian. Now, granted, Mark and Big Show supposedly aren't going to be in-ring, although I've heard otherwise for Big Show. But like,
1: yeah, kind of like he, how Samoa Joe is not supposed to be in ring either. But,
0: have but they just signed him for a match at TakeOver. Yeah, that's the yeah. it. it the, the, it's happening now. And the thing is, could Bray go to AEW? This is what kind of alluding to in the messages that we were talking about this when I told you about it. Could he go to AEW and have exactly what he wants, like a good amount of money, not even like being rich, but like a good amount of money and creative freedom? Absolutely. But you're going to overshadow all those indie talent that you that you got onto contract, and it's just going to become, you're, you're going to turn into like an upscale velocity. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like
1: Exactly. You know, and it's, it's funny because John was talking to me, and there's rumors that Brock Lesnar had a meeting, and I, I don't believe Brock would go there, but I think if he went there, that would be terrible because what is Brock going to bring to the table? Brock is good for one thing, destroying stuff and leaving and I don't think he would be beneficial at all. Imagine if Goldberg went there or anything else.
0: Uh, take I Goldberg instead.
1: Yeah, I said this, John. I'll say it to you, I am at the point where I love these legends, right? I do not want to Oh, God, I can't believe I'm saying this. But I do not want to see The Rock in the WWE ring again. I do not want to see Triple H in the ring again. I don't want to see Goldberg in the ring again. Because yeah. I don't want to see Goldberg versus Lashley. I don't want to see Rock versus Roman. I don't yep. want to see Triple H. Do, because one is that it benefits no one. And number two is it's holding back good matches. If we had a WrestleMania match of Roman Reigns versus The Rock, you know what that's doing? That's preventing Roman Reigns versus someone else, and that someone else deserves it. Not for nothing, but Rock, Triple H, all these people, Christian Cage, all these people, they don't need the rubs, and they don't need to be in these. that That's why... When Edge came back and he feuded with Orton, I was okay with that because it was two old people fighting each other. They were subjugated to their own. And it was good matches. Dude, their backlash match was phenomenal. It the What do they call The greatest match ever thing. And it was really that good. But yeah. then when, when Edge went up against Roman at WrestleMania, I rolled my eyes. And then when he fought him again at SummerSlam, I rolled my eyes because not for nothing, I love Edge. He can still go. But that's not where Edge needs to be. It needs to be Roman versus other people. There's only one wrestler today that I think is an old-school wrestler. No, no. We'll talk about him in a minute. Okay. There's only one wrestler today that I think is actually doing a good service to his industry, and that's Jericho. Jericho may play politics every once in a while, Mm -hmm. but he's the only one at AEW right now that I feel is actually putting over new talent while at the same time keeping himself relevant. Yeah. Sure, he's out of shape a little bit compared to what he was back 20 years ago. Who wouldn't is he, be? Is he 50 he's, yet? He is, he is.
0: Oh, yeah, well, then, come
1: on. Jericho is keeping that thing good. And, and listen, at least he's not turning into the Kardashian, total diva version of a show like Cody and Brandy are doing. Did, I, I'm, um,
0: I, go good? ahead. No, I was going to say, did you see his match with Nick Gage this past Wednesday?
1: I saw a lot of it. I saw a lot of highlights. It looked brutal as fuck.
0: Did you see the backlash with Domino's?
1: Yes. Did they take out a pizza cutter and start cutting up uh, Jericho? So and we, like they cut the commercial and it's like Domino's. <laughs> you just see a pizza cutter
0: go across so, the streets. So for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, uh, Jericho had a, did they call it a death match, but just like a no-holes-barred match with, with Nick Gage. Nick Gage is known for being a deathmatch wrestler and that's pretty much what they did you know the barb water they did like the the glass all that stuff they brought in and he brought out a pizza cutter and he sliced up jericho's forehead now tony shivani then goes we're gonna cut back to the break but we're gonna continue the action with the pitcher and pitcher from our uh you know from our from our sponsors and you can't write this shit the, the timing was just too good as yeah. Nick Gage goes for the second slice, it does the pitcher in pitcher. so you see that part go, you know, small. And then the first thing you see is a fucking Domino's ad with, yeah, with, nice. with them slicing. I mean, I, come on. And if those of you don't know how the advertising works, you know that was not planned that way. But, like can't write this shit <laughs> i i thought i i chuckled i mean i know it's a it's a dangerous thing for advertisers to you know and and oh we're gonna pull and blah 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 but i just i thought that was funny but no the match was pretty um i was surprised they put it on on tv uh not didn't say i didn't like it but just surprised um let's piggyback real quick because i don't want to take up too much time We have a lot more stuff to talk about uh cena's back cena will fight roman yes. at SummerSlam for the title um i first off Where's he? Where's he keeping the fountain of youth? Is it just me, know. or did like did, does he look like he hasn't? Because like when he did the Wyatt thing uh, two years well, ago, well, he when he I, when he did the Wyatt thing two years ago, he looked like he had aged. Now, I don't know what he's doing. I don't well, know what baby he's he he's, he's can't, like, they're doing, but like whatever. He's he's well,
1: two things. Number one is it's kind of like with the Rock. How the Rock has only looked great at fifty years old. It's because he's not wrestling.
0: Because uh, he doesn't yeah. have to
1: have the fucking schedule. Number True. two is. To be fair, I actually watched, I think it was Vengeance 2003, Taker versus Cena. Cena yeah. Back when he was Alex, uh, He does look different. <laughs> like, he does yeah. look like he's aged. Well, yeah. Yeah, dude. He, he looks good. And I have to tell you, I have to tell you, for the first time in 15 mm-hmm. years, I was happy to see Cena show up at a wrestling event. <laughs> I still want Roman to kill him.
0: I mean, he's going I to. Ro-
1: I- uh, huh? You think I mean,
0: so? Yeah. I mean,
1: yeah. Didn't they, didn't they already spoil that he's going off to shoot a movie like the day after
0: some Slam or something like that? I mean, I, I'm not surprised by this movie because I heard, and, and I'm not surprised by them bringing in Goldberg either, even though I'm against it, because now that they're back in live crowds, they want to have a big name to draw people into the seats, you know? Makes versus sense. versus AEW who are doing these shows and they're selling them out, in, like they're selling out pre-sale orders and they're not even announcing a single fucking match. Someone made a point of that the other day. I'm like, that's a very good point. Um, but, uh, yeah, wrestling is definitely taking an interesting little twist and turn. But uh, speaking of twists and turns, was there anything else on the wrestling side you wanted to talk about, Andrew? Just because I realize we have a lot of stuff to go through still.
1: Just the biggest twist in wrestling is that Money in the Bank was actually a pretty good pay-per-view. I had, like, two Except shit matches, match. and the rest were... It had two ship matches and peacock sucking, but other than that, it was actually a decent pay per view with a good main event and a good women's championship match and a good men's money in the bank. On a whole, I was surprised. I, I, I think I texted you. Maybe it was John, but I'm like, wow, this no. sucks.
0: And then it was
1: It turned to be good. It was you. Okay. Yeah.
0: No, the, so. the women, the women's matches, unfortunately, were not that great. But uh, other other than that, everything else was I thought was pretty solid. Yeah. Um, uh. Those money in the bank ladder matches it's hard to have a bad one <laughs> and unfortunately the women didn't really do that great a great for this year it just didn't click very well but in general the money in the bank ladder matches are are almost a guarantee like you're going to get at least a solid uh, match between you know at least one of them um, I still like last year's concept I thought it was very unique to do that with the COVID stuff where they climbed the the, the, uh, the corporate headquarters I just thought that was fucking clever as hell
1: yeah it was pretty interesting.
0: I'm not saying, I'm not saying yeah. do it every year, but you know. But anywho, um, we got some series slash movies to talk about. Um, let's start off with, and this is one I'm going to start this with off with this one because it's one that you and I started to talk about at dinner, and I think we're kind of on the same page with it. But we'll we'll, we'll get into it. It's Loki. Now, here's your spoiler warning: we are going to be talking about probably a lot about the ending too specifically. So if you have not seen any of Loki or more specifically the end of Loki, now is your chance to turn away or at least go check out our anchor.fm page and or our social media so you can follow us and download all the cool episodes as soon as they come available. So da 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 three, two, one, and here we are in a spoiler territory. So I saw, I think I told you this, I saw a 50-50 split on the way that Loki ended. I saw some people thought it was awesome, and they were excited and pumped for it, but I also saw just as many people say this was a shitty, shitty ending, and it didn't do anything for them. Now, I I personally thought it was a pretty fun ending, I'm not saying I was jumping for joy over it, but I did get a little excited. That being said, I did look into the reasons why people did not like it, and I can sort of understand their their thought process. And the thought process is that the shows, not just Loki, but WandaVision and Falcon, I guess, have a little bit of guilt with this, too, is that the shows are catering more towards the hardcore MCU fans than they are a general audience, specifically with the way that the ending set up the multiverse. Um, and they felt like they kind of got cheated out of it. Um, okay. I think what I said to you was, I think what they were trying to do was they were trying to do the best of both worlds and create like, cause there's going to be a second season of Loki. I think they were trying to create a cliffhanger that both set up the next couple of movies, but also left the door wide open. It's like, well, shit, what's Loki going to do now? Tune into season two to find out. So, um, is that what you kind of got from it?
1: Um, That's not my complaint with the ending. Okay. But I can see where people say that. Here's the thing, right? If you're going into any Marvel or DC property, right, it's gotten to the point that they're not... They're going to be catering towards the fandom to a degree, right? So, I mean, you can't avoid that. But my problem... So, here's the thing about Loki. I'll just give you my quick rundown, right? Yeah. I thought it was an okay show, right? I thought... Sylvie, Loki, and Mobius were great characters. I thought they were the only good characters. I thought the other characters sucked balls. I thought the the villa, the, the the head mistress in charge of the Time Bureau. I thought she was boring as fuck. Mm-hmm. Right. So they had three good characters. I will say this, right? One of my complaints in the first episode was how the time travel was being done and why they were doing it the way that they were doing it. And while I still don't like time travel, I do like Uh, Kang the Conqueror's reasoning for keeping the timeline the way it is, Yep, like uh, his his thought process behind that actually made sense so I will do a thing that I don't normally do and I will say well the show proved me wrong it actually did something good with that I, I was turned around on that which is good, but on a whole, Loki was an okay show with the ending being the problem of this is that it's just set up for more stuff, right? And I know you yeah. kind of addressed this, but it feels like these Marvel movies and these Marvel t- TV shows are mm-hmm. nothing but set up and mm-hmm. not enough payoff. Like, yeah, you'll get payoff with the Avenger Infinity War and shit like that. And you're talking about what we'll payoff get...
0: within, the, within the medium, like the show or the movie that you're watching.
1: Yeah, it's just yeah. like, it feels like, okay, so WandaVision and Loki feel like they're just setting up doctor strange or or the mm-hmm. next movie or mm-hmm. or the multiverse. Yeah. Say what you want about Falcon and the Winter Soldier which I think is the best of the shows in my opinion, but the only thing it did to set up was a new Captain America and that was in service of itself the character, right. Right. not for the the future of the grand multiverse of phase 22 or whatever <laughs> we're in right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And that's my problem with the end of Loki. It was a lot of talking and it was all relatively to set up the the, the grander picture, right? I, I, I did not get a satisfying ending because, yeah, again, it was a cliffhanger, but it was not even a satisfying cliffhanger in my opinion. Like, it, it just felt like a mid-season finale kind of thing.
0: I can sort of see that. I I, I... – I mean we knew I knew it wasn't going to be a conclusion. I knew that something was going to happen in the in the end of the episode that would be like you got to come back and tune in next time because I, they had already announced that Loki was going to get a second season even before mm-hmm. that was a mid that was the mid credit scene. So I knew something was going to happen. Um someone pointed out the fact that the 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 way that the, the series has come out so far, right? We got WandaVision first, then we had Falcon and Winter Soldier and then we had Loki. Um, I believe they said that was not supposed to be the intention. I think Loki was supposed to be the first. And then uh WandaVision and then Falcon and Winter Soldier because right now, generally speaking, Marvel's kind of leaning more towards building up two things. The multiverse and the thunderbolts, it looks like, which or you know, which is basically Marvel's version of the Suicide Squad. And You know, WandaVision and Loki kind of fall into the multiverse side, whereas Falcon kind of leads more into the Thunderbolt side. Um, And so I think you're right. I think Falcon was the best as far as being its own self-contained, isolated thing. Not that I didn't enjoy moments from both WandaVision and Loki, but they felt more like, how's the best way I can describe this? Um, It's kind of like a Disney straight-to-DVD movie.
1: Yeah, that's a good
0: comparison. In the sense of, yeah, it's canon. Yeah, it's important. But I guess it's more just how much they're going to really lean on them in the movies, which I'm going to take a guess and say probably a whole not, not, not a whole lot. You, you know, know what I mean? Side
1: note saying that, you said that reference to direct DVD movies for Disney. Yeah. I just watched Lion King 2, Simba's Pride <laughs> for the first time last yeah. week with my son. Yeah. Legit. Good soundtrack, not bad story. Just some of, are, some of those
0: some of those straight to DVD things are, are fantastic. Yeah, not um, bad. but that's probably the best way I can because when you think about it, right? Those shows are gonna are gonna cater towards the hardcore fan base anyway. But I'm more curious to see like when we get to Doctor Strange two, when we get to. Um, you know, like uh, the next Spider-Man movie, how much of that knowledge that you saw from WandaVision or this and that, how much is really going to lean on those shows? I doubt it's going to be as as, as intense as people think it is. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I, I think people have certain expectations on what the future of Marvel is going to be, and I think they might be disappointed with... Here's a, here's a big problem that has come out of all these movies. Both Marvel and DC is the people on youtube and tiktok that are doing the theory crafting yeah and it's fun to watch but i think it's setting a certain expectation That's
0: exactly that what it's i was saying in the not, beginning, yeah
1: yeah th- that that the the studios are not intending or maybe if they are intending it's not a good idea like not every single scene needs to be picked apart bit by
0: bit i think that was that i think that was not their intention i think that they I think if they started with Loki first or Falcon first, we wouldn't have had the um, the crazy fan theories like we had from WandaVision. I think that was just a matter of they released the wrong show first. And I think, because I think, I, I honestly think if WandaVision was not the first show out we wouldn't have had these like crazy fan theories as, as intensely as they are. I think you'll still have theories, but not as crazy, you know what I mean? And again, yeah. once we see the, the movies on the other side of those and see how important or how much they reference those those shows, it'll give us a better idea of like the shows in the future. Like, okay, know that, like, yeah, it's going to be a cool thing to watch. There might be some great moments and great character acting, but as far as, like, you know, just straight to DVD. <laughs> um, <coughs> speaking of Marvel movies, did you catch Black Widow?
1: No. And I am not gonna pay money to fucking watch Black that's, Widow.
0: That's fine. Here here's what I'll say, I'm gonna talk I'm gonna do a very you brief You watch review. it? Yeah, I did.
1: Of Yo, course I did. Real talk. Yeah. Can I tell you the reason why I'm not jumping to watch Black Widow? Go ahead. They fucked up Taskmassac. I'm so I am so Yeah disenfranchised with the
0: yeah. They had
1: one fucking
0: job yeah. with that character.
1: And it they didn't do it. They didn't do it at all.
0: So um, I'm going to, I'm there will be spoilers, so I'm going to do a spoiler-free review, and then I'm going to do a little bit of a deep-dive review. I'm gonna try and Let make me guess, pre- is
1: it Natasha going back to Russia to find out that secrets from her past are coming to uh, get her, <laughs> and, that, and that she goes on these missions, but the people that she's supposed to trust are actually the people that are her enemies, and then eventually <laughs> it comes to her realizing that she is her own person, and she's not defined by her past, but by her future
0: all right thanks for tuning into this week's world of fandom <laughs> <laughs> no um, well, welcome
1: to the marvel formula people
0: yeah, fucking yeah. Um, okay spoiler-free review i thought this the movie was actually pretty solid it wasn't mm-hmm. their best thing obviously but most certainly by far not their worst um mm-hmm. if you are looking for a movie that has these big huge like man there's going to be a ton of references and things to the mcu and it's like you, you can see it in the grant it's not gonna be a thing. But that being said, if you are a fan of like Double O Seven or even the Jason Bourne, Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne. Um, those type of movies, I think you'll enjoy it, to be totally honest with you, if you take it for what it's what it is. The two biggest complaints I have, one of them is Taskmaster. I was highly disappointed on what they did with Taskmaster, which I'll talk about in a minute. Um, and the other was the fact that you know she's going to die in Endgame does take a little bit of the emotional impact away from the final act. It's still a fun ride and I love, um, oh my God, the actor who plays Red Guardian. Uh, he, oh, steal, he, he, yeah. He steals uh, a lot of he steals a lot of great scenes and moments, and he might be one of the funniest ones. And the woman who plays Yelena, Natasha's sister, is also a great setup. Um, so it was fun. It was still enjoy. I still enjoyed it. It was um, again not the best, not the worst. Solid middle ground. Um, that being said, now we're going to go into spoilers for a second. So here we go. Three, two, one. So the whole premise is that. The Red Room, which created Black Widow for like being like the super assassin spy that she is, is now like drugging these the uh, girls and like using like chemical like compounds to like make them go against their will, and so they have to take them down because they're from her past. And fuck you, Andrew. Uh, they, um, they, uh, and so that's pretty so the whole premise. So she has to reunite with a family, quote unquote, that she was part of a subverted uh, Russian mission uh back when she was a girl so she's reuniting with her sister mother and father and i'm using air quotes because you can't see them right now uh to take them down and it is revealed that you know she finds the leader of the red room and spoilers taskmaster ends up being spoiler 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 the daughter that natasha thought she killed uh the daughter of the the, the gentleman who's in charge of the Red Room. Taskmaster is still alive, and of course uh, the whole Red Room gets taken down. What's-His-Face gets killed, but of course the end credit scene is showing um, Van- uh, Vanessa Contessa, uh, the woman who recruited U.S. agent in Falcon Winter Soldier, recruiting Yelena, Natasha's sister, to kill the man who killed her sister, a.k.a. Hawkeye. So... Looks like she's gonna be the new Black Widow in the possible Thunderbolts or Suicide Squad that they're making in Marvel. Um, those are really the big impact moments from the thing. And like I said, Red Guardian steals a lot of great scenes, and I think that there could be some use for him in the future. And he's very funny. Um, Aaron Harper, by the way, the actor yes, fan f- did it such a great. Th- so, in there's a scene where he's in jail, and he's like, "There I am, fighting my uh, my ultimate enemy, Captain America." And they're like, what year was this? Oh, he goes, I don't know, 83, 84. He's like, he was still on ice. He's like, you calling me a liar? Because Red Guardian is, is a super soldier, so he has the strength. And so when, when Black Widow picks him up and frees him from jail, she go he goes, hey, does he talk about me? She's like, what? Does he say anything? Does Does he talk about me in their epic encounters? Who? Captain America, and I just—it's a cute scene. She's like, "I haven't seen you in 20 years." You're asking about F and Captain America. She's like, "I just want to know how he's doing." So there's a lot of, <laughs> they, they, you know, it's you know, Marvel formula, but um still enjoyable. I still recommend it. I don't think I would go so far as to say, pay the 30 bucks. Nope. I would say, nope. <laughs> I would say, wait it, wait until I think because I think they're free. I think they're on 90. They're I think they're on Disney Plus normally without the premium access, I think 90 days after they come out.
1: What did you hear about the post credit scene
0: with Contessa?
1: It's uh, when Scarlett Johansson sues Disney.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that real quick. So those who don't know, it was just announced that Scarlett Johansson is actually suing Disney uh, for breach of contract because she supposedly took a pay cut with the promise that she would get profits from the, uh, the, the gross earnings in the movies. Doesn't say anything about getting those gross profits off of Disney+. Plus, So, I think they said think, that Emma Watson might do the same thing.
1: I think this is... I, this was what's eventually going to happen, right? With everything going to streaming and more yeah. and more, you know... Less people are going to the movie theater because fuck, who wants to, right? I like going to the movie theater, but like with two kids and, you know, being a parent and no husband... Like, if I can watch a movie real quickly at home, I'm going to do it. I think this is going to pull out... A, 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 this had to be done, because the actors are going to get fucked. And, frankly, I don't care about the actors, like, fucking pay. Like, they're, they're too rich for their own blood. But if you have an agreement for something, and you get fucked like Scarlett Johansson did, it, it's just it, just... it needs to be solved. And more so, I think this is going to be really negative for Disney... Because, not for nothing, dude, I don't know about you, but I think the past, I don't know, five years for Disney has just been not good for them publicity-wise. like, you know, whatever they make on earnings and products and stuff like that, but it's just like one fucking shit stain after another on them. Not the smoothest of transitions. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, you know, I feel bad for her. I I don't care about Scarlett Johansson that much of an actress. I don't think she's a bad actress. Yeah. I never really liked too much of what she did except for Don John. I thought she was really fun in that. But mm-hmm. like I mean, give the woman her dues. Like that's fucking bullshit if they do that. They'll probably settle out of court. They'll hug and kiss and all that stuff. Yeah. But oh, don't yeah. expect to see don't expect to see Black Widow ever
0: again, in my opinion. At least well. not her. Spoiler alert. Um yeah. Uh, a couple quick things. Uh, we only have a few more, just to, just because we're kind of hitting on the like that one hour frame. But um, a couple of shows to talk about real quick. I think one of them is since I talked a lot about the Marvel stuff. Switch some DC Titans season three right. premiere, right?
1: Yeah, it is. Uh, there's a trailer out. I think it's premiering soon. I need to check. It's going to be on HBO Max now. <clears throat> and uh, um, this season is going to revolve around two storylines. Uh, the first storyline I'm super excited for, which is going to deal with Red Hood.
0: August 12th. And, uh,
1: <laughs> August 12th. Oh, so the day that my kids and my wife go to Disneyland.
0: Side <laughs> note, right? I, uh,
1: because I got a new job, my, my kids and my wife are going on vacation with my in-laws, but I'm not going because who gets a new job and it goes on a three-week vacation? Not your boy. So I guess I'll be able to watch whatever I want at that time. But yeah, uh, the first storyline is going to be Red Hood. Right? Dealing with that and Um, really they're going to do their own spin and take on it, which is fine with me. It's actually going to be interesting to see Dick handle Red Hood initially, as opposed to being Bruce. Um, And the second storyline is going to deal with Blackfire, who is Starfire's sister, um, which is a very popular storyline from the new Teen Titans uh, comic. uh,
0: Looks uh, really good. good. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it looks to be good. The Red Hood costume looks to be good. Scarecrow is going to be, I think the, I think Blackfire is going to be the ultimate big villain, but Scarecrow is supposed to be playing a big part in it. And I think uh, from what it
0: says here in the in the description, I believe they're going to. Eat, I think Scarecrow is going to be joining the Titans as like helping them.
1: Yeah, he's going to be like consulting
0: them. Yeah, which,
1: you know, that's like getting therapy from Harley Quinn. I mean, they may have a doctorate, <laughs> but it's not a good idea. Yeah, seriously. Uh, um, but yeah, it, it looks to be good. And on a side note, seeing that we are talking about DC, my favorite stuff, I haven't seen them yet, but they do have the Long Halloween movies that have come out.
0: Oh yes, I'm eventually,
1: I'm eventually gonna watch them. Long Halloween is one of my favorite storylines. And on Twitter, they've been showing a lot of images and videos from the Flash movie with Ben Affleck's Batman on a motorcycle. Hmm. Not much to say, is Batman on a motorcycle? But hey, at least the fucking movie's getting done, which has taken nine. 100 years
0: in post-production, (laughs) pre-production. I've heard heard some weird, like, rumors about it that basically what they're going to do... Somebody said some, some crazy rumor that, like, the Flash movie is going to literally, like, line up all the DC movies that were ever made and kind of like, okay, this is canon and this isn't. And, like, literally make a very clear establishment of what is now, you know, part of the same continuity, which, I mean... That's the movie to do it if they're going to, you know, from what we've already seen and talked about as far as like them basing off a flashpoint and blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, that's the the one to do it in, you know? Um, I mean, I'm just excited to see Michael Keaton because that man's a treasure.
1: Oh, dude. Dude, I bought, bro, bro. Okay, so you know how I collect action figures? Of course. I have the old Michael Keaton 1989 action figure, which I love to death. And then what I loved about those figures back in the day from like... The, the Batman movie figure line, and then the Batman anime series, is just a random, and even Batman Forever and Batman Robin, it's a random fucking suits that are never worn, like Arctic Batman, or fucking Sonar Batman, so I just went out and I bought two uh, three more of the Batman 89 figures that are just fucking random suits, and it just brings me back to my childhood, I am so excited to see Michael Keaton back, because here's the thing, right, I don't think he was the best Bruce Wayne. I think that should probably go to Christian Bale. But when it comes down to nailing Batman's presence and character, fuck, man. Keaton was the best. Ben Affleck's a close second, but Keaton, Keaton nailed
0: it. My favorite my favorite Keaton scene from any of the Keaton movies is the beginning of Batman Begins. Uh, sorry, Returns. Jeez. <laughs> is the beginning of Batman Returns, when the light hits... <laughs> <laughs> you put the bat, you know what team i'm talking about, right?
1: Yeah, he has like sixteen mirrors so that he can have the bad signal but zooming it's, on that
0: one spot. It's that one spot, and he just does the dramatic look over, and then just like the the, the 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 noble like rising up to it. I mean, like, hey, we need to we need to put these. Like, who installed those?
1: <laughs> I I don't know. The the real question I have is. Does that motherfucker just sit there all day waiting for the mirrors to turn? What if, on yeah.
0: Him? What if he's in the because job? If like, in, yeah. <laughs> if he's going
1: to take a shit or a shower or something like that, or he's working out, then the fucking bad signal comes out <laughs> and he totally
0: misses it. If he's in the shower, just like again, still just a bright light. Oh my god. Um oh, yeah. Two more quick shows to talk about. Let's talk about our one of our favorites. That uh, well, yeah, it's a favorite between both of us is Rick and Morty. So they are yeah. deep into season five right now. I believe they are. This I think tonight's their seventh episode. Um. I'm enjoying the ride. It's nothing too complex or complicated this season so far Again, spoilers. Um I'm enjoying them all. I mean there there's been a, obviously some better than others. Um I think I, I told you my, I told you my favorite one from the most from the Thanksgiving one.
1: I think that's my favorite one too. I think I think, love it,
0: that I, think one. I think so was, we'll spoil this one only. Um the decoy one though is is also like just again goofy like wholehearted fun like seeing Rick figure out he's a decoy like thirty million times it does get old quick, but in the mean but the ride there is fun but um uh there's an episode where it starts off with Morty destroying the u s Constitution, and so Rick's <laughs> like, who, the president's pissed now so they have a they have him like on you know on guard at the house and uh he goes you know that means yep i'm going to have to disguise myself as a turkey again cuz it's thanksgiving and get the president to pardon me and they're like rick you've done this for four fucking times <laughs> and so they open the garage and rick and morty's in the garage and they have like the soldiers like outside at gunpoint like pointing at him and like, sir we have eyes on, the, on on rick and morty and the president's like yeah more like clones of rick and morty. like it's not really them and the soldier just goes sir i know flesh when i see it and that's that's definitely rick and morty and then it immediately cuts to Rick and Morty as turkeys with their hair and eye patterns, with Rick in, in the spaceship, and Rick immediately goes, "All right, those flesh-covered robots could not, not be able to cover them." And, and I don't know why that scene made me crack up so much, but it's it's stuff like that. It's nothing nothing too nothing too thought-provoking. A couple of emotional episodes, but I'm, you know, it's 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 definitely a solid. I think you said it best. It's a safe season.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people are expecting Rick and Morty to really make them think or that it's going to be part of some bigger picture. Like, a lot of people are still hung up on, like, evil Morty or what's going to happen to bird person or, like, all this stuff, right? But here's the thing about Rick and Morty is that if they want to fucking do that shit, they'll do that shit. If they want to have a season of just fucking random shit, they'll do that. And that's what this season is. It's a very safe season. Which is fun to watch it's right. not you don't have to think too hard about it, and you know that there's nothing wrong with that If Rick and Morty is usually a 9 to 10 show this season is the 8 to 8.5 And you know what 8.5 is still B plus baby, and I'll take it.
0: Yeah, I'm still enjoying the ride So it's still a lot of fun um, and speaking of enjoying the ride and fun The last thing we'll just kind of talk about real quick is the new he-man uh, Legends of the universe show which is um, made by Masters Kevin Smith. I'm sorry, Matt, Matt, Legends. My oh. God, Masters. Listen, it's been a long week, all right? <laughs> Masters of the Universe. Why is it Legends? I'm thinking Legends of the Hidden Temple for some reason. Um, He-Man, no, Masters, Masters of the Universe show. I've seen most of it. Um, how Have you watched the whole season yet?
1: So I watched the first two episodes, but I know the ending because of all the fan outrage uh, that is going on right now on the Internet.
0: Yep. So um, I can
1: give you my quick thoughts on it, and then you can give you your thoughts. Okay. I know kind of your thoughts, but mm-hmm. um, it's hard not to talk about the show, and not talk about what people are pissed off about. Spoilers. And I am, yes, yeah, spoilers. Three, two, I am half, I am half pissed off, but not fully pissed off. A lot of people are pissed off for two reasons. One is that. They came to watch He-Man, and He-Man is not the focus of the show, and they got catfished on that. And I don't blame them for that, right? Even Kevin Smith has gone on, you know, previous interviews and said, oh, it's all about He-Man and, and all this jazz, and Tila is there, but she's not really a main character at all. It's fucking Tila's show, right? And listen, there's nothing wrong with that. It's called Masters of the Universe. I'm fine with watching a Teela show. Right? Or if it was She-Ra, or even if the show was about Skeletor. That's perfectly fine with me. Right? I just don't like the fact that I came to watch He-Man, and I'm not getting He-Man. It's kind of like you're going to a match, and you want to see The Rock versus Austin, but both of them couldn't make it, so now you're getting Cena versus Orton. Still a good match, but you wanted a fucking Rock versus Austin. So I understand people's problem with that. The yeah. fact that they don't... It's 100% illegitimate, especially seeing that Kevin Smith who I love, he's part of my religion, right, has been kind of a dick about it, and he has been, right? But putting that aside, right, so far the show has been enjoyable, and, again, I'm only two episodes in, the animation has been great. I only have one problem with the show mm. so far, and, again, I'm only two episodes in. And my one problem is I don't like Keela. I don't think she she seems like a whined little bitch. Like, imagine yeah. this motherfucker... This motherfucker just found out that Prince Adam is He-Man. And Prince yeah. Adam just died. And his mom and dad just found out that their kid is dead. And what does she do? She throws a hissy fit because she wasn't in on the secret. The motherfucker's parents just found out that he's dead. And she bitches at them? Like, I get it. Like, <laughs> dad was just banished from the kingdom. But goddamn, like, they're not thinking clearly because their son just died. But, I mean, and she just seems to, like, not give a fuck about anything. Maybe she gets better later on in the season, but so far, like, well, as much as I'm know- okay with Tila being the main character, she doesn't seem like a good main character.
0: I know also she gets pissed off because later on she's like, man, I'm not even supposed to be here today.
1: Oh, yeah. Real fun reference there. Good. Boo. <laughs> boo. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I'll watch the rest of it probably tomorrow. Night the end the end of the everyone.
0: so the, the end of the season i i actually like that little little difference you know what happens in the end
1: well yeah team man dies well well I guess
0: stabbed yeah and then
1: oh i don't know the end man what's the end man
0: oh okay you you, you this, ready you want me, he's, the Skeletor
1: to... suck him off or something like that. What what happened?
0: Do, do you want me to say, Do you want me to tell you?
1: Yeah, d- dude. Uh, you know I'm nothing but spoilers.
0: I, and I, just, well, I just I just just making sure I get this right, you know. Um. So he's about to summon the powers. You know, yeah. because I have the power. Okay. Uh-huh. And he gets stabbed by Skeletor. Uh-huh. And then Skeletor grabs the sword. Uh-huh. And he says it. Uh uh-huh. And he transforms.
1: Into what? Does he have, like, a wig on? <laughs> 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 Does a motherfucker get, like, a fucking block? No,
0: let me let me see if I can find it. Um, hold on. Yeah. Or with E man power. It's actually, it's the last image you see uh, at the very end of the episode. I'm trying to see if I can find.
1: So we don't know if Prince Adam is dead. We just know he's been fucking violated by Skeletor.
0: Yes, okay. so, it's, so it's 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 while a... you're looking. Oh, there, you. Image, there it is. Say it. you have it. Yeah, okay. I'm sending it to you there. right now because I, I, I'm curious to hear your your.
1: God, huh. if this isn't Skeletor with a wig and nipples, I'm going to be real pissed.
0: <laughs> I, should, I should have sounded. <laughs> that's that's what he looks like at the end.
1: OK, uh, I just got a sent photo. Oh, OK, that's pretty badass.
0: By the way, um, Mark Hamill nails it again. Yeah, as he Although always does. Little,
1: but it's a little jokery, but he does nail. But it.
0: But, but the thing is, and you know what's funny? You say that everything, if you once you find out, yeah. it's 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 like it's like the arrow in the FedEx logo. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. Exactly.
1: What so, I will say is this, right? Because we're talking a little bit about people being pissed off that it's not He Man show. Yeah. Which I I get right, but here's the thing. This show, as far as I could tell, right, has not—it has not tarnished He Man. It's not like Last Jedi, where Luke Skywalker huh. gets fucking like right. emasculated and turned into a piece of shit, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it, like He Man is still He Man for the most part. Like season two could just be about He Man. Like I, I think. I think they did the wrong way of approaching things in this. It should have been He-Man's show in season one, and maybe make it Tila's show in season two if you wanted to. But, like, it's not like this has ruined Masters of the Universe. It was just a shitty thing that they did. Like, it was a shitty thing to catfish people into doing something for whatever reason.
0: Plus, we don't know where things are going, too. I yeah, have to like, try to well, get them- it.
1: You know, season two could be about Prince Adam fucking... Trying to figure out how to save the world without having to be He-Man, and then halfway through the season he gets fucking swole. He goes to the gym, he takes some pre-workout. <laughs> by the way, by the way, Bucked Up. If you want to go to buckedup.com, put in my pre-workout promo code. Ac 20, 20% off all your orders. Maybe he does that, and that's a legitimate... I, I just threw that in there, yes? Go to BuckedUp.com and throw that in there, you'll get 20% off. But maybe, like, Prince Adam has to fucking figure out how to save the world without having, like, massive traps, and he just does it on his own. And, like, who knows what Season 2 will be? I think it's just they did things wrong with Season 1 and how they catfish people. If, if Kevin Smith said up front, he'd be like, yo, this is going to be about the whole mass of the universe, and if you're expecting this to be just about He-Man, I don't want to disappoint you. He's in there, but he's not the main focus, right? We're going to be focusing on this chick over here and how she throws hissy fits. But, like, real talk, if he said that, I think there would be no argument with anyone in the community, except for the few people that are being like, oh, no, but woke politics, and Evelyn and She-Ra and and fucking... I don't think She-Ra's in the show, but... And all these women fighting together because woman power, that would be the only thing that they can find a complaint for. But, like... And I don't even think that's a complaint. Like, it's fucking fantasy shit. But, like, if they were upfront about it, I don't think anyone would have a legitimate complaint. But they lied to us. And they lied to our face. And that's the problem. But here's the thing. Season 2 can fix it. Who knows? Season 2 could be better. It has not, like, fucking... They have not ruined He-Man, the character. They just fucking didn't give us it.
0: That's... Yeah, you pretty much hit the nail on the head on that one. And plus, I I trust Kevin Smith. I trust him. I I, I know things weren't the smoothest for Season 1, but I'm putting my faith in the man.
1: Well, I'm curious to see how much he has to do with this. Here's the thing. I'm not a He-Man fan. Like, I you and I had a similar childhood, but I think the difference between us is that I had an older brother that grew up during the 80s, so through osmosis, I got to experience a lot of the 80s with him, like Transformers, G.I. Joe, fucking all that shit, right? Care Parents. But, like, He-Man was never one of his shows, so I never really got yeah. to experience it. So I don't... And I think the same thing is with Kevin Smith. I think he said he wasn't a He-Man fan. I don't know how much of this he's actually writing or just producing. I gotta oh, we'll look find that. Out.
0: We will find yeah, we out.
1: Will. Last last thing before we go, I just wanna I just wanna tell people if they wanna watch something really good, go online for the history of pianos and how they corrupted <laughs> our
0: world.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, sorry, a little inside joke
0: there.
1: But yeah, I have nothing else. I think I'm probably going to have to go upstairs, watch some My Hero, and play a little Fortnite and fucking pass out.
0: Sounds like a plan. And then that time, that being said, we're going to wrap things up here in this world of fandom. Thank you so much all for tuning in and catching up with us. And again, let us oh, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? Did the rock say to you that it's ready to go? We didn't do our fantasy fight.
0: Oh, yes. Yes, that's right. Over on our Twitter at PodFandom, <laughs> uh, you guys can uh, vote for this uh, this month's fight. What? W- so let's see. <sighs> fantasy fight, fantasy fight. Who wins this month's hashtag Fantasy Fight? So last last month it was Thor versus Ultra Instinct Goku, and Thor won by a landslide. So who is it going to be? Who should it be this time around, Andrew.
1: Mm, I'm thinking. Ooh. we do some. Why do you have one? Because I have I, one.
0: All right, you, you go. For, let's let you go with yours first. I'll throw out mine, and we'll and we'll see.
1: Okay. Rick Sanchez versus the Doctor from Doctor
0: Who. Ooh. Okay. I threw I, th- th- for some reason. This just popped in my head. I was going to do the Borg versus Ultron.
1: Oh, well, I mean, I guess the Borg wins that one.
0: I would say th- hey, that. See, the thing. Mm.
1: See, Ultron could physically dominate the Borg, but if you're talking about technology, it'd be the Borg.
0: Well, I t- mean, t- Ultron could just yeah. fly yeah. in there. Fucking yeah, no, but Ultron do- but Ultron assimilates as well, just like the Borg does.
1: Yeah, but he ain't the Borg. The Borg motherfuckers can assimilate all <laughs> kinds of shit. Uh, that, that's a good one. I think if you're talking about the Hulk, I think if it was Ultron versus a Cube, Ultron would win. If it was the Collective versus
0: Ultron. Fuck it. Let's put both polls up. Okay. All right. Bye. We're going to do the who wins this month's fantasy fight. We're going to do. Oh, we
1: could really fuck it up. Rick Sanchez and Ultron versus the Borg and Doctor Who. Make
0: a tag team. Oh, my God. You know what? No, 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 no. I actually really like that idea. Fuck it. We're going to do that one. Oh, fuck Bug it. We're gonna do that one. All right. So it's gonna be <laughs> Ultron. Oh God, Ultron kidding. and Rick Sanchez. <laughs> Ultron and Rick Sanchez against the Borg and the Doctor. Oh God.
1: I feel like because that just be... that
0: just throws a bunch of shit into this. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs>
1: tough. Because I feel like Rick Sanchez really would upgrade fucking Ultron. Mm, I don't know. Um, let let people fight
0: it. I, I have to. to I it. I need some time on that one. But that's up there right now on the poll at Pod Fandom. Who's gonna win this month's fantasy fight? Is it gonna be Ultron and Rick Sanchez, or is it gonna be the Borg and the Doctor? Let us know. Love to hear your thoughts, comments on everything on this week uh, this month's episode. We thank you all for tuning in, Andrew. Anything else we gonna add before we wrap it up here?
1: No, I uh, I have nothing else
0: to add. All right. With well, that being said, ladies and germs, I am Connor A.K. Okfay. This is Andrew Andrew Cutter Inc. Follow us on Twitter. Make sure you check out the podcast. We'll see you guys next time for some more World of Fandom podcast. Take care, and as always, take it easy.